Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in Wednesday morning, January 11th, 2023. We've got 31 degrees in the capital city before bumping up to temperatures in the 40s. What do you have on the screen right now? We were at the game last night. Yes, Caleb and I, uh, as fans, went to the Nebraska basketball game last night, and uh, he seems Mid- to have Midtown Dave sent us a picture. Found a picture of us <laughs> at the game. Okay, <laughs> is that a uh, is that a picture or a screenshot from the TV? I think it. I don't know. Okay, I mean, uh, from that angle, it looks like it's a picture. Yes, I was uh, in it. I was enjoying a permitted uh, adult beverage right in that picture there. Yeah. Uh, at Did the, that uh, situation improve at all? Uh, the situation, uh, the basketball situation no. did not improve the no. entire night. No, the adult beverage uh, acquisitions. Uh, That's nice. There was there weren't any pro- We were there pretty early, so there weren't any problems. And um, we were. Well, everything I saw on the, the concessions was that it was better last night okay. than it had been. Yeah. I mean, we might just want to talk about what's good as opposed to what's bad. The beer was good. Yep. It was it was uh, good. Yeah, the basketball was not good. The officiating also not good. Um, yeah, but just there. Yeah, on the floor, not a lot, but good good camaraderie. Um, uh, a nice beverage, and uh, yeah, a good night out. And I'm extra sleepy this morning, and I'm sure Caleb is too. Same here. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> seemed like it seemed like a great idea at the outset. And then when we were leaving, I was like, "Man, this was a garbage Man, idea." This was a. Ba- I did <laughs> thought we were going to get a little bit more of a payback. Uh, yeah, for, I was hoping for this that... night in terms of a quality game and mm-hmm. maybe a victorious experience. I will say there was nobody making our entire section laugh more than Jack Mitchell. <laughs> well, how is that exactly? <laughs> I, that's uh, a bad call, also, and that's for my team. <laughs> You're just making bad calls. <laughs> I wanted to make sure the Illinois fan that was seated in front of us, could literally hear, in front of us, could hear that I was. Uh, you know, no bias being even handed with yeah. my critique of the officials. Yes, I was a home fan that was critiquing the officials, not only for fouls that hurt my team, but for or for excessive fouls that that were just called on anyone at that point. Yeah, that's how I felt. It was not the officials did decided not to allow a basketball game to be played last night. And uh, and it was not the uh, don't worry, I'm not saying it's the uh the reason for the loss that was Nebraska's general inability to score and Illinois' general inability to ever miss shots in the second half, and uh, that kind of did Nebraska in last night. Uh, but nonetheless, a good time was had. Uh, Caleb and I are uh, going to power through now. Caleb's not drinking any caffeine right now, though. So hammer in the water. Good luck with that. As I'm uh, double fisting my Diet Mountain Dew and my coffee. So, uh, excited to get back to my normal bedtime tonight, but nonetheless, we, uh, we soldier on, uh, through the, uh, difficult prospect of staying up a little late last night. Uh, here's the, uh, the breaking news this morning, which Mark already got into, uh, but flights around the country grounded right now because 
there is a uh, there is an outage, and it's not in the air traffic control system. Um, it's in it's in a different system that the is notice used. to air mission system. Yeah, the notice to air mission system, which gets real time information communicated to pilots that might not show up on say existing charts or or those sorts of things. If there's a runway that's been closed, if there's um, you know, I, I probably don't. I'm probably not the best person to go through all well, the it, different it, it, scenarios. They, they but, issue all types of things. Like, uh, yeah, it's one, just a communication system. Yeah, like they're the one that was issued for Minneapolis-St. Paul. They uh, are now in a de-icing situation because of snow and freezing fog. Uh, low ceilings down in Houston this morning. That was a notice to air missions that uh, flights could be delayed there. But uh, the that whole system has gone down. So a ground stop nationwide for flights that are still or for planes that were still on the ground now okay so i'm i'm looking at like the ap report right now the way i heard this reported at the about 45 minutes ago when it first was kind of hit the national news with it was that everything in the country was grounded but i see the ap report says flights delayed at multiple locations um, said most delays are concentrated along the East Coast. So, Well, that's because most flights this time of the day originate on the East Coast because of the Eastern Time Zone. Okay. So the, as the things are picking up. But uh, United requested and or implemented, and that came out just uh, about 30 minutes ago, that they have put a ground stop for all of their flights and all their sub uh, flights. So, you know, fl- flights like uh, that would come out of Lincoln until 9 a.m. Central Time. Okay. So they're just saying we're going to stay still. Now they can revise that, obviously, if things get going. But then I checked the uh, Lincoln Airport. Uh, the two flights uh, scheduled in the uh, six o'clock hour, first one to Denver, second one to Houston, they're delayed. And now it says they'll be updating information seven fifteen, seven thirty. But okay. Um, but United has put a stop, ground stop on everything that was not already in the air. Okay. So that I believe that's that's now countrywide for the latest. That's going to be very significant. Um, FAA in in the most recent statement did say that some functions are beginning to come back online, but airspace system operations remain limited. Still, they said they're playing. Uh, excuse me, performing final validation checks and reloading the system right now. Um, and so it sounds like there's some optimism that this is going to be a. A pretty temporary situation uh, here during the day today, but exactly how the, how long that is, uh, we don't know, and probably not that much comfort if you're sitting on the tarmac right now. Well, with something like this, if, for an hour, if something like this, my guess is they will go ahead and go back to the terminal because they don't have any indication of when the system's going to be back up, and then they're going to have to redo all the computer work for every flight. And or the those that are canceled, they'll try try to rebook if if in fact that happens. Um, the latest, I'm I'm actually on the FAA site where these advisories and updates are are saying. And um, District of Columbia has extended their flight plan drop times to four hours from the time it went down. So they're already uh, setting it back quite a bit. Okay, 
All right. So uh, if you or uh, someone you know is is traveling today, uh, almost undoubtedly will be impacted by that. And then and then, of course, you know, depending on how many flights are delayed or canceled or, or pushed back, there's obviously kind of a trickle down effect with that throughout the course of the day. Uh, in people trying to get where they are going, so we will uh, we'll follow that this morning, uh, and hopefully we'll have news here before we are done that uh, the uh, the airplane airplanes the airplanes uh, are are up and moving again in and around the country. Just a couple of minutes ago, United did update their uh, ground stop for their system. Uh, they say SkyWest, which is one of their subs, is now exempt from the uh, ground stop. So oh, okay. they're out uh, primarily. So there may be some of them who are out, but yep. uh, that are out right now. Uh, yeah, some, some there are some. So it's not a total. At first, it was reported as a total grounding. It of was. All, it was of for, all flights, but that's not necessarily. It sounds like that's not necessarily the case right now. Uh, it was not a yeah. It was not a grounding as much. The difference is ground stop versus a grounding. Two completely different things. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, at, on nine eleven, every flight was grounded. Those in the air. Oh, meaning they had to come down. They had to come down. Gotcha. So that's okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, all right. So there you go. That is the uh, the latest there. Uh, Mark, uh, anything else we need to uh, touch on here in terms of this morning's news? Well, Nebraska Examiner uh, and a couple of other sources, I, I'm looking for uh, more details on it, but the voter ID bill uh, actually put forward yesterday uh, has got some people upset because it uh, severe, would severely limit, as I understand it, uh, early voting and ma- uh, vote by mail. So. Yeah, I uh, I read a, a little bit about this, and it would it they, it's basically going through at defining the new voter ID law exactly. They they would address it, uh, and as you alluded to, one of the options that was out there, and this is Senator Steve Erdman's bill, um, like you said, would eliminate voting by mail um, for a lot of Nebraskans, not all Nebraskans, they, they evidently would still have some exceptions there for people who can prove they can't make it physically. Um, and then, so that might include uh, military members, nursing home residents, people who are away at college at that point. Another thing that would change with elections in those bills, it would require all ballots to be counted on election day. So an election day would be a holiday. Uh, yes, state holiday. So that is um, that that's the bill at that point, and it, it would also cancel some fees necessary to get the uh, state ID, so that you can get your ID to vote more easily. That would go along with this as well. So, um, so there you go. And uh, I I read one of the articles, and uh, Erdman is not claiming that there is uh affirmatively affirmatively or has been proven in Nebraska widespread voting fraud uh but is still kind of talking about looking at problems in the future so that's uh that's the posture of where this comes from here at and this the, point the people's house has spoken they spoke last year about whether yep. they want voter id yeah, they they voted it in and now uh now the unicam needs to actually nail down the rules and and get the policy framework around this whole thing to make it actually actually be a deal now i i don't know if i would have problem voting right now um with this law because my driver's license got uh several holes put in it by my dog um i don't know 
he he uh apparently i need to find a new place to set my wallet i learned the hard way the other wow. day um as, <laughs> Ka- like as caleb saw last night so i was trying to pay for our beverages i have i don't have a card I've got a uh, I've got a credit card and I've got a debit card and I've got a driver's license and the dog somehow got all of them out of my wallet, uh, which is still pretty impressive that he was able to do that. Got all of them out and uh, really went to town on each single one of those. So just take the dog along and and scan him. I know. Right. <laughs> well, where's your license? My dog ate my license. You, I, I believe. You that, oh, you can still vote then. That's fine. well. What, what's really funny is the. Uh, uh, the lady there goes, oh, did your dog get your card? And you go, actually, yes. <laughs> Do you want to see the rest of the wallet? Yeah. I, w- I was told, as I, underst- as I understood it from all of the websites and the dog experts out there, as your puppy gets older, he is uh, he or she is supposed to be getting less destructive. Uh, we are now, we are now, see, I guess we're only eight months in here. As, so, as your dog gets older, and you're like, "Well, it's still definitely a puppy." Yeah. Well, I I keep you know I keep saying to my family, I'm like, "So when is the the puppy phase over?" Because that's what I'm excited about. That's the portion of dog ownership that I'm excited about right now. Like the like very two years in. the very the very initial puppy thing when they're you know adorable when they come home is is great right it's all post your pictures and it's like oh so cute and all of those things well uh i'm over that part right now i want i want a grown a dog in my house that's what i want but like i, you I said, would suggest adopting a rescue then from capital humane society and have two i don't dogs. want another one so i don't sorry maybe, it's, maybe a, a, but i i uh, maybe I should have considered that in the in the first. Well, I mean, let's not act like I had any influence over this process anyway. Okay, <laughs> you I were had, a, I had zero. A bi- in, you were a bystander at best. I was a bystander. I was uh, all of a sudden I, your family showed up on a request line Friday. Right, right. Uh, with, I was with in, just a dog. I was in the minority party. I didn't have enough votes. They were merely symbolic at that point. I was voting for Hakeem Jeffries every time, and it wasn't really going to matter. So, uh, um. But yes, so the 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 dog the dog drama continues at my house in in various ways, and things continue to be destroyed. But like you said, Caleb, I've been like I've been looking it up, and I'm like, okay, uh, like six, eight, nine months. That's got to be the end, right? No. And you pull it up, and it's like, uh, usually it's at least two years till they're out of mm-hmm. their puppy phase. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. We're not even we're not even halfway through this thing at no. this point. No. Oh, jeez. All right. So anyway, I'm buckled down for a uh, a long time of things in the house getting destroyed. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Anything else that we need to hit, Mark? Here, uh, the news. That might be it. I'm just there. now. Uh, they've revised the all ground stop now to it was till nine. Now it's back to to at least eight thirty Central Time. Okay. So a uh, couple hours there for a lot of those flights as well um all right i'm kind of geeky when it comes to yeah i can tell that's all right that's good we like to have you know it's good to have somebody who's uh who's into the because i was going to drop a ton of aviation knowledge on you uh from my own personal experience and now you don't have to that's Uh, because the coffee was actually made this morning that's right the uh the governor had his first news conference so that talked about you played some clips there from it talked about uh human trafficking signed a proclamation for human trafficking 
month. Uh, the state patrol uh, called attention to a new hotline that was set up. 833-PLS-LOOK is the number. That's kind of a tip line as well. And uh, so they talked about that. And uh, Governor did take Governor did take some Q&A. Yeah, um, the, the one question, though, he wouldn't answer. Which was what? Um, it was this. This press conference is focused 100% on terrible tragedy, the human trafficking, and the victims of it, and uh, that's what we're going to stay focused on. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to those issues in the coming days. That's so, when he was asked when he was going to make the announcement of a Senate appointment. Oh, okay. He said, wrong news conference. All right. He should probably do one of the things that I really liked that now former Governor Pete Ricketts would do, where they would say, this is what the press conference is about. Once we get through all the questions about that, if you have other questions, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, time. Yeah, Ricketts, that, that, he went anywhere, everywhere with, uh, with that, those that things. That was always super was, nice but, on those press conferences. Yeah, the governors do it differently. Yeah. Uh, but he did, uh, uh, from he, what I understand, though, even at the outset of the thing, he kind of acknowledged that there was some level of of I don't know friction is the word but um not a super normal relationship between he and the the media on the campaign trail and he said uh his quote was developing relationships with the press was not wasn't on the radar screen his only mission at that point was one thing which was winning so maybe some I don't know, maybe some patching up you could characterize it as at that point, or maybe starting to develop that uh, relationship that you would probably not be able to avoid quite as much as the sitting governor as someone who's campaigning for governor. And he has a new uh, communications chief as well. Laura Strumpel came over from the Department of uh, Corrections, and she's got a lot of experience in communication, so that might help as well. All right. Um, and then, uh, as we talked about at the outset, uh, Nebraska basketball drops a uh, drops a rough one last night to Illinois. And boy, when they don't, they can't get things going. It can kind of get bad, and that's what happened last night. Yeah. Uh, Derek Walker was a non-factor; was in foul trouble. Uh, you had an injury to Juwan Gary in the first half. We don't know a lot about that, but Caleb and I can tell you he came out during the second half with a huge chunk of ice on his shoulder that mm-hmm. had been wrapped at the beginning of the game. Yeah. So something he's had problems with in the past, apparently. Um, you know, Nebraska, Nebraska couldn't get open shots when they did get shots at the rim. They weren't going down. Uh, left Illinois open too many times, even when they didn't leave Illinois open. They yeah, were, Illinois they were just, making them. and They had a run where they just hit everything. Oh, man. So... That takes a takes a takes a little of the excitement out of the run with Nebraska basketball. Certainly not lost. The schedule is tough now. They go to Purdue on Friday night. Number right here three in the country. Yeah, on uh, on the road back at Pinnacle Bank Arena next Wednesday night against Ohio State. So there you go. That's what we've uh, got going on. Got uh, women's basketball does play tonight against Penn State. So hopefully they can get things on latest the latest bracketology side. has them last four in. All right. Man, that's kind of surprising, too, after how this season went for a while, that they would be that low. All right, we'll take a break. Sports is next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com.
Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 6, 37, 30 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us. Just a little bit of a heads up. Two days away from Request Line Friday. No theme uh, in particular this week, so it's a general one. Request whatever you would like. We already have several requests in. You can get your song requested right now via text at 402-479-1400, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. And uh, we'll have some fun together on Friday and uh, listen to the songs that you want to hear as we weave it in and out of the show with the uh, normal daily news content so we look forward to friday coming up we'd love for you to be a part of it well story of the morning as you've heard if you've been listening even for just a few minutes uh is a situation with air travel in the united states right now uh an alert an alert system this is not air traffic control but a separate alert system uh has basically um has, has basically had technical technological problems uh where those alerts are not getting through to pilots and so a lot of planes and now we'll have an update on just how many and how long there are but let's find out a little bit more about exactly what is going on uh this just filed by tanya powers a computer outage at the federal aviation Admin- Administration is causing flight delays at multiple locations across the U.S. By 7 a.m. Eastern today, more than 1,200 flights within, into, or out of the U.S. had been delayed, according to flight tracking website FlightAware. The FAA says its notice-to-air mission system had failed, and they're working to restore it. The system is used to send essential notices to flight personnel. United Airlines has put all of its planes on a ground stop until 10 a.m. Eastern. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Yeah, so that that is, um, and and the number the the time I had was nine Eastern. Uh, in fact, I'm just seeing some tweets now that FAA is putting all domestic departures on hold. Uh, and these tweets said say nine a.m. and I assume that's nine a.m. Eastern. And the news people don't usually tweet about Central Time. Yeah, it's uh, nine a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Until 9 a.m. Eastern, so that'd be another hour and a half-ish, to validate the integrity of flight and safety information. So, as Mark and uh, Caleb and I were talking at the outset, uh, we were talking about the potential of some some flights on some airlines still able to to go to their departures, but now it sounds like everything is uh, staying on the ground if it's on the ground right now when it comes to departures for the next at least hour and a half so far so an incredibly significant travel event happening right now in the united states we'll have uh i'm sure more on that as the show goes on today uh all right let's uh get into some of the other things in the news today the classified documents in uh uh joe biden's possession in washington dc outside of the white house this would be from his time as vice president of course uh made the news rounds yesterday uh and we had the president responding uh as well on these so let's get the latest the president says what the documents are specifically is a mystery even to him i don't know what's in the documents i've 
My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. But when they were found by lawyers in the D.C. office he kept, the president said they did what they should have done, turning them over to the National Archives. The Justice Department is investigating, and the president says... We're cooperating fully. Some Republicans have suggested the possession of the documents could have national security implications. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Yeah, and so that's, you know, and, and, and that is obviously the same questions I, I think that you probably rightfully asked when, uh, when we were talking about this with Mar-a-Lago as well. What, what was out there? Um, whose eyes had the potential of being on it that were not on it? Were there anyone's, uh, from a legal perspective? What kind of knowledge was there, uh, about this? What kind of, uh, intent or lack thereof was there as well? But I, I mean, the first question, and a lot of people in Congress are, are asking this now is, okay, well, what damage has already been done by these not being in the places that they should have been? The top Republican on the House Intel Committee wants the intelligence community to conduct a damage assessment of those classified documents, similar to the one Adam Schiff wanted for the documents found at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Here's Chairman Mike Turner, quote, I write to request an immediate review and damage assessment following numerous reports that then Vice President Biden removed and then retained highly classified information at an undisclosed and unsecure non-government office in Washington. And his Democratic counterpart in the Senate, Mark Warder, saying he wants quote, to be briefed on what happened at both Mar-a-Lago and at the Biden office as part of our constitutional oversight obligations. All right. So uh, Congress already interested in figuring out exactly what happened there and and, uh, both sides of the aisle wanting to be briefed on on this. Uh, Meanwhile, turning to non-political news, can you believe it? It happened again with the Mega Millions. No winner last night. Good, because I forgot to play. And uh, that's what it's waiting for. (laughs) So this thing rolls in and we are getting into that rarefied air with a lottery prize once again. No winner for Tuesday's Mega Millions jackpot drawing. So coming up on what could be your lucky Friday the 13th, it's rolling over to $1.35 billion. Or you can choose the one-time cash payment option nearly 709 million the lottery operators say friday's pot will be the second largest in mega millions history the only one that was bigger was back in 2018 when it was at about one and a half billion dollars jill nato fox news and if we get another one that misses probably you're going to eclipse that and you're probably going to start to get into the uh the territory we were in with powerball last time yeah around I actually got a a, uh, local-ish story here on on SoundOff. Maybe you remember this last year. Uh, You remember that story about this house in Papillion that uh, authorities found just unthinkable numbers of animals in, Uh in, including dead and alive animals? I mean, it was insane, some of the things that came out of it. Well, uh, in Papillion, they have now uh, got to the sentencing from this case. A 57-year-old man in the Omaha, Nebraska suburb of Papillion was handed a three-year prison sentence Tuesday for animal cruelty. Prosecutors say Edward Lubin had 665 animals in his home. Investigators say at least Whoa. 70 of those animals were dead and two had to be euthanized. They described the home's condition as deplorable. In a deal with the Sarpy County District Attorney's Office, several charges were dropped when he pleaded guilty to three felony counts of cruelty to animals resulting in death. In addition to the prison time, Lubin was ordered not to own animals for 15 years after his release. Rich Dennison, Fox News.
Glad he didn't own one more pad. I cannot imagine what this place looked like inside. Just a I mess. Just, I can't. They 500-plus animals inside of there. As they said, some of them deceased. Among the types of animals that were found, birds, chinchillas, snakes, lizards, turtles, rabbits, guinea pigs, um, big birds, small birds, uh, finches, those sorts of things. Oh, my God. I mean, just in, in I mean, how does this happen? Just sounds it, disgusting. It is, it is disgusting and and bizarre. And animals didn't have food, water. Is is the? I mean, just this was and this was over a year ago that they mm-hmm. they found all of this. And so, just getting to the sentencing to that whole thing now. Um, all right, let's get to some of the other things going on right now. Now, this is okay. <laughs> this is definitely a novelty story, but it is something to uh, I guess think about. When you're uh, when you're assessing what kind of a car insurance policy that you've got, what kind of coverage that you get for not only things that go on when you get in a car crash, but other things that might happen inside of your car. A man in Missouri got a car insurance policy and a claim was made on it that you uh, probably and he probably never expected would be made. And it's gone all the way up to the. Missouri Supreme Court. It took longer than 15 minutes, but Missouri Supreme Court overturned a lower court ruling ordering Geico to pay over $5 million to a woman after she had sex with a man in a car insured by the company. Court documents indicate the woman claims the man did not tell her he had human papillomavirus, or HPV. She says she contracted the sexually transmitted disease and claims the man's auto insurance provided coverage for her injuries and losses. Justices sent the case back to the lower court for further deliberation. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Hey, shout out to Tom for saying it took longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, so for now, Geico is off the hook, it sounds like, on oh this God. one. And she's going to have to seek her um, remuneration elsewhere on this one. Where is that in the insurance policy? <laughs> I don't know, but the lower court actually sided with her. It didn't get to this. Didn't get this thrown out until That's the Supreme Court got up there. That is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I can tell you from having done plenty of insurance cases back in the day, there are uh, there are certainly some cases where it feels like there are insurance companies out there, uh, not your reputable ones necessarily, but insurance companies out there that exist just not to uh, not to pay claims. I don't know if that's the case here. <laughs> uh, okay, a little fast food restaurant news. Uh, not necessarily local, but might be closer to where you're at. If you are a big fan when you go out west of going to In-N-Out Burger. They're, yeah, you, I see they're getting to Nashville. You're going to have some more options a little bit further east. In-N-Out Burger is expanding for the first time east of Texas and is planning a corporate office in Tennessee and restaurants in and around Nashville by 2026. Tennessee's Governor Bill Lee joined In-N-Out Burger owner and President Lindsey Snyder, among other officials, in making the announcement. In-N-Out Burger was founded in 1948 by Harry and Esther Snyder as California's first drive through hamburger stand and is still owned and operated 
operated by the Snyder family. In-N-Out Burger currently has 385 locations throughout California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Texas, Oregon, and Colorado. Hillary Barsky, oh, Fox News. I didn't realize they were in Colorado. Are they in Denver? Huh, maybe, maybe they are. I've only, been, I've only been to one once. It was just a few years ago I went for the first time. I was very excited about it because I had heard all of the the kind of the folklore about how good it was. And uh, we went down to Arizona uh, about this time of year. And in the Phoenix area, we did we did stop at an In-N-Out Burger. And I'll tell you what, burgers, very good. Very good. I can see why people like the burgers. Guys, the fries are weird. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you guys. I don't know what you guys see in those fries. They are. Uh, they are weird. They are not great. Um, that's just my opinion. You know, everybody, and then everybody tells me, well, you got to order them a different way. You got to order them like animal style or or some. There's some different way that you can order. I don't know. Just put the good ones on the menu, yeah. please. Yeah. Just make whatever's like the, whatever the good ones are. Make that the like regular thing the, you get. The fries were weird enough and not good enough. And it wasn't that they were done bad. This is just how they do them there. They were weird enough that on balance, I would say it was it, it was a overall a net negative for yeah. me. The fries were that weird. So sorry. Sorry. I'm I'll try it again. We'll see. But um I can think of I can think of a lot of fast food. A lot of fast food I burger and fry of options that, I, that I, I probably could could do it. That's probably the idea. But then again, you know, they come here and they probably would. They probably would say I'm overrating Runza, or probably say I'm, you know, overrating something in the local cuisine as well. It's about that connection. I Runza's suppose. fries are top notch, though. Oh, God. Like, Runza's not, you're fries not, absolutely like you're, murder in and out. You're fries. not even messing. With absolutely those. destroy them. I think. Yeah, not even, not even in the ballpark. I think Runza gets their own special salt. For the fries, that may be true. That they may be to. true. I should have asked that when I did the uh, the podcast with their director of marketing <laughs> that we played a little of during during Christmas break. So anyway, uh, nonetheless, but not not uh, necessarily coming close to here. Still, you got to go to Tennessee. You'd probably be better off just going to Colorado if you were going to go get it. Uh, all right, and then <laughs> this story is hilarious. This story is so funny to me. So Rolling Stone puts out, you know how Rolling Stone, uh, and lots of publications do this, but Rolling Stone always kind of has the most authoritative list of the best, you know, the be- top 500 songs of all time, the top 100 albums you, of all time. Is this about their top 200 list? Yeah, this is, the, or top 300, I think it was, okay. top 100, 300 singers. Yes. Of of all time, you want to talk about garbage? <laughs> they well, they they put out the list, but and we could get maybe later in the show we can actually get into the list. But there's one group of fans who is irate to a degree that is a little over the top, frankly, about where their favorite singer did or actually did not land on this list. Celine Dion fans are refusing to let it go after the beloved singer was left off Rolling Stone's 200 Greatest Singers of All Time list. It was a group of fans recently protesting outside of the Rolling Stone office building in New York City. Video of the demonstration shows Dion devotees holding signs reading Justice for Celine and <laughs> It's All Coming Back to You Now. Rolling Stone's controversial list published on New Year's Day made headlines over snubbing the Grammy Award winning singer who was known for such hits as My Heart Will Go On and All By Myself. Back in December, Dion revealed she was diagnosed with a rare neurological disorder called Stiff Person Syndrome. Lauren Faulkner, Fox News. Okay, well that puts a 
kind of a a dark ending on that whole right. thing, but justice for Celine. I mean, okay. In defense of the Celineniacs, uh, if you want to call them that, Celineniacs. In defense, in, in, in defense of that, they probably have a point, right? Now I haven't delved into the entire list, but if we're going just straight on singing skill, she's she's got to be way up there. I can guarantee, way up there. We could open up and point to literally anyone from 150 to 200 and just say, oh, yeah, definitely should have right, l- at the very least replaced them. Later in the show, maybe maybe during the 8 o'clock hour, we can pull some of these up and see if the, the Seleniacs have a have a point on this thing. We'll pull up some randos from 150 to 200 and just pit, pit them head-to-head with Celine. So hang on to that thought. It'll be a good exercise getting us ready for Request Line Friday. <laughs> yes. Here, uh, you're going forward. All right, we're going to grab a break right now. we got Officer Chad in the building. We will talk to him, uh, talk to a cop, plus uh, see what's going on in the world of Crime Stoppers as well. That's coming up next on KLIN. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? I don't know. I'm looking at this top 200 right now. I think the Seleniacs might have a point. All right. And I think they probably I told have you a point. pick anywhere 150 to 200. We did. And that, I mean, I mean, yeah, you start there and you definitely. Whether you like her music or not, she's an awesome singer. Right. But I want to know where Plant is at. Robert Plant. I've looked at the top 40. He's not in that. David Coverdale? I uh, didn't see him in the top 40. That's all I've been through so far, though. All right. How about Steve Whiteman? Uh, also not in the oh, top, top 40. I'm on like Marvin Gaye and Nina Simone, like definitely Adele, the ones that definitely make sense here. So, you know, wait. No, to I'm sorry. Unless they're hair band singers, it doesn't make <laughs> yeah, sense. I don't know if there's any of those guys uh, that are, that are going to be hurts. in there. Unless Hairball covers their song, like, I don't think Like, is Axl Rose in this thing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hairball covers every one of those singer songs that i just mentioned and axel's gotta be in there i know we'll see we'll see they had kurt cobain at 36 okay i mean all right sorry we'll we get into this we get into this oh we can hang out and talk music all day if you want elton john is at number 100 are you kidding bro i'm going to to protest all right you know what the sweeney might have a point hashtag free elton a hundred <laughs> is it free elton or justice for elton yeah i don't i don't know justice don't know. for ej uh I all like right it. uh tell us what we're working on crime stoppers this week well i know it's after christmas but we're gonna go with you're a mean one mr grinch um this one is from the 17th of december about 10 to 6 on december 17th literally a week before christmas three suspects get into a business at 7300 block of Tallgrass Parkway. They took about 40 packages from this place. Uh, looks like it was a shipping office. They arrived in a 2005 to 2010 Chrysler 300, a female and two males. Uh, they all made several trips in and out of this building. And like I said, they got away with about 40 different packages and really probably wow. ruined a lot of people's Christmas. So. Literally Grinchy. Yeah, My goodness. We have video of that. And if you look, there's a, a tattoo on the female's wrist that we should be able to identify. Now, later their hearts are going to grow several sizes. So that'll be good. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Uh, the other one is one we've had quite a bit of trouble with over the last few months. This is Brick Through Window. A citizen in the area, 37th and Baldwin, said they had their window smashed out of their vehicle after someone threw some offensive writing on it. Um, There's a male captured on video here doing this one. 
we've got at least two dozen of these incidents going on around town here in the last few months. And folks, we were ruining some help getting this person or persons stopped because they're causing a lot of damage and costing a lot of people a lot of money. What kind of crime is that? Uh, Just yeah. a really rude one, to yeah, be honest. Absolutely. How can people uh, help out? You can leave anonymous tips at 402-475-3600 or get on the uh, website at LincolnCrimestoppers.com. All right. I'll keep scrolling through here and find some uh, hairband singers for you. <laughs> Thank we'll see you. if I do. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. From the Time Saver Traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. All right, 30 degrees in the capital city, and yes, this is uh, your weekly opportunity to cleanse yourself of those negative feelings, those those things that stick in your craw and keep coming back in your head when you're trying to be otherwise productive and, and kind and, and pleasant, all of those things. And we found uh, via a quasi-scientific process that when you use our show, to get them off of your chest, you're able to expel them from your system and focus on doing all the good things in life. And right now, the phone lines are open for you. Uh, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. You can also join us, uh, if you would like, via the text line at 402-479-1400. And uh, then as well, we've got our Facebook page, which has uh, got some action this week uh, at facebook.com slash LNK. Today, and uh, seeing that the phone lines are empty at the moment, let's start with Facebook, folks. Becca doesn't like me. Uh, well, that was the that was the first one I was going to get to. She doesn't like what I think is proper. Let, well, let's, let's adjudicate it. Let's figure this out. Becca says, those who complain about left-turning cars in front of them who go, oh, we, we got into this last week, didn't we? Yeah. Those who complain about left-turning cars in front of them who won't go way out into the intersection. Number one, out there, you have a much greater chance of being a target for... Uh, for someone um, running a red light, and two, if emergency vehicles come by, I'm in the way. Lighten up and wait your turn. Uh, rebuttal, Mark? The flashing yellow means uh, that you must yield to oncoming traffic Correct. before making the turn. Correct. It I doesn't agree. say you have to stay behind the crosswalk or the stop line. But... It, no, it does she not has, require it, but what is the best practice? Well, where I, is the I, best place to be? I believe moving out into the intersection indicates, gives a, everyone uh, an indication uh, that you are ready to go. That's It's something we ought to get Officer Chad back here and find out. Yeah, that's true. We can ask him next week. All right. We can ask well, next week. Because what, what's more dangerous, being out there with the blinking yellow or... It goes to solid yellow, so you know it's turning red, and then mm-hmm. you have to gun it through the intersection, yeah, yeah. and you're already 15 have, feet you have, further you, back. You have a, a fewer, less distance to travel, obviously. That's, if you're, if well, you're, and, and on the emergency vehicles, I've been in the intersection so when emergency vehicles they get, come. They, they get you know, right around you. You know what every, well, you see those vehicles coming. You know what everyone else does? They stop, so you make the left uh, the turn and get out everyone of the way. Everyone else gets the heck out of the way. You get the heck out of the way. Uh, right. Everyone works together right. there. Now, she does have a point, though. Out there, you have a much greater chance of being a target for someone red, running a red light. 
I mean, that's true. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, if somebody's going to be going crosswise, right? Um, but and, and typically, the, when you are inching out there, there's for already a, for traffic a blink, stop. Yeah, for a blinking yellow, it's not right when it turned red. That's true. that's the part where you you really want to watch out for people running the red light. That's is, true. The the risk is you get, okay, you get stuck there because somebody else going the opposite direction runs a really late yellow, mm-hmm. and then you're stuck there, and, and the and they have green going the other direction. Yeah, but you're in the and intersection, the and you're allowed to. Yeah, you, so you, you get to clear the intersection. Now first the, the before upside, the upside, of course, is more cars are able to get through yes. at the last second, especially at some in, in some intersections where that flashing yellow is somewhere between a nanosecond and two nanoseconds. All right. Good discussion. Sorry, Good discussion. Up. Where I, is I the disagree. perfect? Where is the perfect spot to be when you're waiting to make a left turn on a? What, what I usually yellow. try to do is you, make sure if I'm that first vehicle, I go out far enough so that the crosswalk is clear. That's what me. I was going to say. That's the other thing is the cross. You, you don't want to sit in the crosswalk either. No. Um, and so you're either behind it or in ha- front of it. Usually, completely. what happens is the car behind me goes ahead and comes up right against my bumper. Yeah, and the, blocks the, the car- second. Crosswalk. The second car should approach it as if it's a red light for them until it's clear to get into the intersection right wow i'd never really thought in depth about all these things i just do what i do now i'm now i'm going to overthink these yellow lights here these blinking (laughs) yellow lights and i'm waiting to turn uh laureen says are congressmen lying to keep us angry about irs i would love for the irs to answer their phones firing back at adrian smith in the topic yesterday on the show and she's saying okay He's coming on the uh, coming on the the House floor and saying people don't want to be audited for splitting the dinner bill, which we talked about pretty extensively yesterday. So she actually, actually tagged Congressman Mike Flood in that post. Oh, and what did he say? Okay, so we had Adrian Smith's quote on that, but she did say our congressman. So perhaps Flood, uh, I didn't see Flood's additional comments on that. Um, this wouldn't be a problem if we had the fair tax. She's saying, yeah, no, we didn't. I can't believe you didn't get that in the show yesterday after, after all the tax talk. Uh, but she's saying, hey, wait a second. You do need to add some people to the IRS if they're not able to answer their phones and help you when you need them to help True, you. True, but that's not what they're adding. They're adding auditors, not phone bank yeah, support. Yeah, well, maybe they just need to switch the type of people that they're auditing then. Or, excuse me, not that they're Freudian slip there. Maybe they just need to uh, change the type of people that they're hiring. Now, just uh, this whole you know, thing. just adopt the fair tax and the IRS goes away. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Debbie says, nothing chaps my eye right now. All is good. Check with me next week. All right, well, we'll hope. Hope something then. Get your ire, Debbie. Uh, that's a uh, different Debbie, by the way. Uh, Colleen says, for those of us without ESPN, yes, I am cheap. Too many major games, football, volleyball, etc., on their channels. Would be nice if they could offer playoff games to us. Now, is she talking about NFL playoff games? Because I assume there's at least, w- w- at least, Caleb, I would think some of the, I need to check the TV listings for this week. But I assume ESPN has... Uh, at least one of the playoff games, right? They probably split them up between all of the networks who have rights. So I'm going to guess NBC has one, Fox has one, CBS has one, uh, or two maybe, and then ESPN, ABC probably has one. Well, as, ESPN as, had as, the they col- don't do them on ABC anymore. So ESPN had the college football playoff. Remember that? Oh, that's what she's talking. Maybe that's what she. Sorry, that's probably what she's talking about. Um, yeah, and I think what she's saying is that that ABC, ESPN, Disney conglomerate. Hopefully, I'm understanding her. Is that they have 
they have gone almost all of their sports content has gone off of ABC and has gone to ESPN. Like you, you, you know, not too many years ago, Monday Night Football was on network TV. Mm-hmm. It was on. It was on ABC. No longer. No longer. So that's only on ESPN now. So if you just had the rabbit ears, you used to be able to watch Monday Night Football. You can't right. anymore. The national championship, you know, to her point, national championship, you know, when Nebraska was in the national championship, it was on CBS or NBC. Again, rabbit ears would have gotten it. So does now Colleen if you wanted want- to watch TCU Alabama, it would have been on ESPN. So I think she's saying she was she's wishing they wouldn't push all of their sports content on the Disney ABC conglomerate ESPN to ESPN and would have some of it on ABC if I'm reading between the lines here. So does she want just a, a subscription for that time of year? Um, she wants it free over the year. I think she wants no, yeah, I think she wants oh. them on ABC instead of ESPN is what she's saying. It's not how they make money. They used to. And the other NBC does. I mean, you look at like okay, so like I'm looking in Fox. So the NFL playoff game Saturday Seahawks 49ers is on Fox. Uh the Jacksonville Chargers game is on NBC. Both of those you could get over the air. That's on and then on Sunday, uh Dolphins and Buffalo, that's on CBS again over the air. Giants and Vikings, that one is on Fox. And then the Sunday night game, that's probably on NBC. It is on NBC. That's probably all. And then I bet Monday night, the Cowboys Buccaneers. That's ESPN yeah. and ABC. Oh, it is on ABC. So they went with, okay. So she actually got for the NFL, I think she was talking about college, but she got, they actually did what she wanted for the NFL. Right. So interesting. Colleen, I guess that's a good news. If you're an NFL fan, you can get this weekend all of the NFL games without having ESPN. But. You're right. You've got it for. I mean, if you want to follow college basketball at all, right? You really have to have ESPN, BTN. If you're a Nebraska fan, yeah. They do. Depending um, on the league you're in, you have to have ESPN Plus, and if you're say Big Ten fan, you have to have mm-hmm. BTN and BTN Plus. Which reminds me, I got to cancel my BTN Plus again. That is, uh, I mean, I it, there's more and more. There's way more on BTN Plus than there ever was a couple of years ago. Well, like, yeah, like like the, the women's basketball game tonight. Women's if you, basketball, if you volleyball. Listen, if you listen to BTN Plus tonight, you'll hear our own Matt McMaster on the call. That's right. Yeah. So uh, you can do our sister station B one hundred seven three, or you can still support so, broadcast. So don't House cancel by, BTN Plus yet. Okay. Well, I think it, it'll run t- <laughs> through my billing cycle. But it is. It, it, I mean, they did get smart with it. They've made it so that. It's a lot harder to get rid of if yes. you want to watch the games. I, yes. I mean, I never bothered with that until until they started. Put, I think they started putting baseball games on it, and then that COVID spring volleyball year. That was when I I started getting it, um, and I've had plenty of problems with the app too. The BTN's got their own issues with their with their apps. Uh, anyway, Peter says uh, bunionettes. <laughs> Not going to ask about that. Uh, Rich says, finding out Soulful Cocina is opening in Havelock and having to drive by and see their sign, and they aren't open yet. Brutal. Taunting. Soulful? That's interesting. Are they going in? Boxcar. Are they going barbecue. in Boxcar? Because yeah. Robin and Dave kind of hinted something was coming there. Which started out as Pasta Place. Then That's up. right. Soulful Casino is going in. The, it, you remember the push they had on Munch Madness? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then when it got to the voting, like they were one of the headlines of Selection Friday last year, and I think they went one and done in the in the bracket. I think it was, was some, odd. I think there was some confusion between the selection show and the in the voting. Okay. But. Hopefully, God, you listen. It is January 11th right now. 
I don't want to alarm anyone, but we are basically Six a weeks. month in slight change from the Munch Madness selection show. Yeah. I don't think we've said this on the air yet, but we got a date set, right? February, February 17th. 17th. February 17th. So five weeks. So that is five weeks from this Friday. And it, it, it's time to figure out, make sure, make sure your favorite restaurant understands how Selection Friday goes. The veterans of the show understand it. Uh, make sure they understand how the bracketing works. All of those things, because it is coming up. They need to get their very soon. QR codes and their, their yep. little uh, pop-up things on their tables and at their the registers, point of sale, and yes. start priming this pump. Right. Uh, Matt says just that most Nebraskans think their football team is still relevant despite nearly losing to the 20th best team in the FCS, North Dakota. (laughs) I mean, they lost to Georgia Southern, too. I I don't know if that's any, maybe North Dakota's worse. All right, giant difference between relevant and good. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Uh, They're relevant to us, at least. Uh, Will says the president saying the economy is doing well when there are high food and gas prices. And did you notice gas prices have started yes. inching up? I saw three hundred eight in Lincoln after two ninety nine. Kind of had I become the norm. Three hundred nine in several places yeah. yesterday, and right. I saw one two ninety nine yet. Yeah. Joy says oncoming traffic that doesn't turn off their brights on dark roads. I always I always feel bad when I forget to do that. Um, Logan says politicians in general and those who try to defend everything they say or do and can't admit that they all have problems. Th- I would th- submit to you, Logan, that they are the problem. They are. They certainly do all have. Pro- I, I would agree with Logan and by nature, imperfect people doing an imperfect job. So there you go. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, what else do we have on uh, hide chapping? Uh, we've got more on the on the TV stuff. Todd says, as much as my hide is chapped by the NFL having the Cowboys-Buccaneers game Monday night. I'm a huge Cowboys fan, but I get up at 4 a.m. Ugh! I know it's my decision to watch, but why not schedule it at a Saturday or Sunday game? Because, well, okay, by the way, Monday night, they want to put, put one that's going to get a lot of eyes on primetime on Monday night. Mm-hmm. They probably have some kind of a selection process between the networks. To get these in ABC, ESPN got their pick. And what are you going to pick? Uh, assuming Monday night got one of the top spots, you're going to pick. You're going to take the. You're going to take the Cowboys and Tom Brady. That I mean, that's why. That's why they're they're not going to bury that game on Saturday afternoon, right? No. That that that's why the Jaguars and Chargers are Saturday afternoon. Um, but I get. I mean, I listen. Caleb, as Caleb and I can uh, attest to, after going to an eight o'clock p.m. tip-off basketball game last night, we—I uh, get it. We also get it. I, I get it. Uh, and then Wildcat Martin says, "Big East fans, which we do a lot of this show to listen to this show, uh, they have to get Fox, Fox Sports One, Fox Sports Two, CBS Sports Network, Fox Now app, and Flow TV oh, to watch Flo. it. Flow TV is the worst garbage. Flow TV is the most ridiculous uh, priced item." In all of U.S. Com- commerce, isn't it like seventeen dollars a month or something? It's more than it's like more than HBO Max. I thought it was yeah. like thirty dollars. Yeah, it was. Oh, it, it was. It, it, too, was, yeah. it was ridiculous. It, the price did not match the content offering. And, and uh, you're going to watch maybe two games a whole a year. Yes. So um, I put a few more on the prep page for you. Uh, okay, good. On, I was trying to find chapping. trying to find some of these. Um, 
All right, prep page texts that come in. Uh, 1T Brett says, Chaps from my high, keeping up with emails from my teachers for my kids is turning into a full-time job, and it's not enough to skim through and get the gist. Case in point, just tried to drop off my daughter for orchestra and noticed no one else was dropping off their kids. Double-checked the email to realize it doesn't start until next week. So many details, so little time. I am with you on that. I have, like, I don't, and, and I never know. I see, I'll, I'll get, and I do appreciate the teachers communicating, but I never know if it's like, there are different levels of importance to those emails, uh-huh. right? The, I mean, the highest level of importance is something specific about your own child, something that you know they haven't done or should have been doing or, or whatever. The, the, then then you, you move down the, the line, and it's a little bit more general, a little bit more general, a little bit more general. And yes, you, uh, it's, it can be a little bit hard to, to keep up with those sometimes. Um, OG Steven says, it has to be that California seems to win all the Mega Millions major payouts for the lottery. Not the big one, but someone's still got $3.9 million. I need a vacation home in Beatrice like Jack has. <laughs> actually, that uh, highest jackpot, which was $1.7 billion a few years ago, was actually one in the, one of the Carolinas. So. Right. Wasn't there a big winner in Michigan recently? Wasn't that la- the last, uh, was the last Powerball one? Was that California or was that... I was thinking that was Michigan for some reason. I could be wrong on that. California was that last big one. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. it California? Okay. Uh, oh, and then Stephen has a point. By the way, Stephen, <laughs> $3.9 million is not going to get a vacation home in Beatrice. I'll just tell you that right now. You've got to understand the luxury, luxury real estate market in Beatrice. I'd be glad to. Selling Sunset, Beatrice edition. Uh, <clears throat> you need to stop. Chris in Olathe says, being stuck home with COVID for the second time. Ugh. Uh, Majpit Chad, what chaps his side? The Amish don't claim you don't use the internet for religious religious reason, and yet try and use web based services and cause everyone a bunch of headaches. Either be a hundred percent Amish or a hundred percent non Amish. Wishy washy stuff, chaps my hide. I do not know the backstory to that one, <laughs> but it's got to be fascinating. I have no idea exactly what motivated that from uh, Majpit Chad, but nonetheless. So there you go. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's all we got. I know it's like uh this is there was there was always I always felt bad because well I'm not even going to tell this story. I'm not even going to tell this. I'm going to leave that one in my uh off the air pile. Let's get to off the air so I can hear it. <laughs> Uh, all right, there you go. We'll keep taking your chaps throughout the course of the show. If you didn't, by the way, get them I in. think you can order a new license, uh, driver's license. I did on the, on the web. I did. Okay. I appreciated that. Yes, for those who don't know, my dog ate all my credit cards and driver's license and everything. So can't buy anything, and I'm not a person anymore. Can't vote. Oh, unless they're going to take my. Now that'll be an interesting test. The voter ID laws. Can I use my dog teeth marked up ID to still vote? Or is that going to lead us down? Some Probably kind of... depends whether the little barcode still reads in the back. Uh, maybe they're not going to scan that though, are they? That'd be the easiest way. Oh man! All right, seven twenty-six. You have to do that to buy adult beverages. Voting's getting weird. Voting's getting weird. All right, seven twenty-six. It's Ellen Kennedy. Drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three. K-M-I-N. All right, it is time to count them down and find out what's making news and what we're going to be talking about today. Let's start with number five. Well, if you're traveling by air today, uh, well, you're not, or at least not for a <laughs> while, unless you were already in the air before about four o'clock our time this morning. And of course, there were quite a few flights in the air. They were uh, allowed to stay. What has happened is the FAA had a uh, uh, failure of their 
notice to air mission system. It used to be called NOTAMS, was the notice to airmen, uh, but it was changed uh, in notice to air missions. This is the system that provides information about airports. And as a matter of fact, one just hit about a volcano eruption down in Mexico. So it does all types of things for pr- uh, planning flights and inter- entering in flights, runway information, that. Information a pilot needs, right? Yeah. While, while they're in the air. Right. right. And that went down. And so the FAA initiated a ground stop nationwide. That meant no flights to take off once they issued that. That has been updated now until 8.30, ground stop. Now, there's some, uh, I was just checking the FAA's command center site, and they're now, uh, there's, this is kind of a ripple effect we don't think of, but flights that were headed to places like LaGuardia, Atlanta, they are now having to divert some of those incoming flights because in Atlanta, ground congestion. There's they got so, much, so many planes on the tarmac, well, essentially? Because yep, nothing left. And because of that congestion, both Atlanta and uh, Newark, they're allowing them to begin departures. Oh, really? As of 22 minutes ago from the FAA. Okay, that hasn't shown up yet. That must have been an individual situation. So. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're trying to clear some of that congestion. Yeah. Because there are some planes that were in the sky already, they got to find somewhere why to go. They, yeah. Why do they let them go if they don't have well, access to that what, what service? They, what they did is they set up a hotline uh, with the uh, different airports. They could report stuff, and my guess is they're allowing some departures to certain airports where where they're getting a clearance uh, that there's no problems or there's been okay. no change. That would be my guess. All right. But they, the rest of the country is under a ground stop. There's yeah. only select flights that are going to be allowed to take off. Flights out of Lincoln, I just checked. They're expecting an update on the two that would have departed earlier. They're expecting an update at 8. Um, Which is when, the, the the at least what they said earlier, that's when... No, the, the ground stop's in effect till 8.30. Oh, 8.30. Okay. Now, Fox is reporting it as a 9 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. I'm reading right off the FAA okay. site. It says 14.30 Zulu, which is 8.30 Central Time. Um, the, the only other thing that I would add is that the White House just made some comments on this. Um, confirmed that the president has been briefed on this and said there's no evidence of a cyber attack at this point. That was one thing that I wondered about. Too. Just to make clear, this is not the air traffic control system. That is still operating. So um, in in the case of the ground stop, there were exceptions to that. Medevac flights could fl- depart. Mi- uh, military flights could depart. Right. And now some select flights from some airports to certain destinations. But, okay. Uh, this is going to mess things up. Flight Aware, about uh, 45 minutes ago, ha- already had reported between 1,200 and 2,000 delays. But when you do that at the beginning of the it's day. It's going to unravel the, during the day. Yeah. The day is pretty well shot. Yeah. So. The, big, right. the biggest issue since 9-11. Wow. That's great. Didn't they have a... Wasn't there some kind of an outage, I want to say, a year or two ago there's or something select, like that? There's been select outages. I kind of remember. There it was wasn't a, as big as this. There was though. an in, uh, 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 in-flight uh, control area down in Florida last week that had some problems. But this is the first one for Nationwide All right. since 9-11. Moving on. Number four. A couple of bills introduced yesterday in the Nebraska legislature addressed the voter ID requirement passed by voters last November. Senator Steve Erdman uh, introduced two bills, and quite a few people are saying it goes beyond simply requiring a government-issued photo ID to present it to vote. Uh, and they're saying it could make it harder to vote. Um, yeah, well, one of them would basically... Uh, get rid of most of the voting by mail that is now legal and exists in the state of Nebraska. Unless you had a circumstance that basically requires it, i.e. you're immobile, out of the state, in the military, 
College. That sort of thing. College. Um, that, that sort of thing. So that would be a significant change to to what we're doing here. Um, but it, uh, and, and again, I would ask, is that is that because there's been shown some sort of issue with, with vote by mail in Nebraska? Is that, I mean, is that the case? Or is it to get to, I mean, or is it to, to have a political outcome? I think mean, that's a fair question to ask every time that you talk about uh, about the way that we vote. I think it's things. it's it's fair it's fair to have a bill like that so that there's discussion on it. Uh, you know. That's fine, but I but you know in the end, what is the what is really the argument in Nebraska for that? Because even Urban himself, you know, admits he's not really sure about there being actual real cases of significant fraud or issues with Nebraska elections. So. Yep. Is it is it well, broke or not? Is it do we anticipate it being broke? Is it about the outcome? Which what is it exactly on these things? The other the other thing I thought was interesting, it would make uh, primary and general election day state holidays, right? Yes. Um, which they are not right now. Which you know that on on <laughs> kind of goes the other way on some of these other things. I would think that would make voting voting easier for some people. So uh, right, but it's some, only, it's only going to affect you know. A lot of businesses aren't going to. No, understood. Not, yeah, uh, so, that's true. Um, now, but what, the state what, only has. I mean, the state only has the purview that it has, right? The only the only thing that I can think of on, on the uh, doing away with mail by voting is that it doesn't really require you to show a photo ID. That's true. I, that's a that's a good point. Uh, you know, if you're now, really, that's a good point. I want how how do you how do you integrate the voter ID now rule that voters have put in? Right. For for mail in no, voting, and what do do other states have a system for that in place? And, and maybe it is if you have to have a photo ID to Understood. register to vote That's or to request point. the uh, vote by mail. I I, I really don't yeah. know, but uh, yeah. it does not address, as far as I can tell, uh, early voting. So you could still right. vote early because you would have to show up at uh, election commissioner's office somewhere and show your ID and vote early. I virtually always vote in person. Uh, I do too, but. But back, this was back when I was in in school in Lincoln. I was in, I I didn't even realize that you could request um, request a ballot via mail. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh yeah, I want to try. That. I want to see how it goes. Um, so I, I think once I voted by mail, I did it. I did it that time, and I just did it because of convenience at the time. But it was like wildly non controversial then. It was, you know, it was the thing you were able to do, and nobody thought twice about about the whole thing. The whole time I lived in Carney, I, I voted by mail because yeah. I could get it. I could just go through it on my own time. Right, that was the other reason I think that I, and, yeah, and then I would just drive down, it drop it off, care, a, little, a little more careful about the about the whole thing. So, anyway, yeah, they'll have to they'll have to make some decisions about exactly what voter ID is going to look like in this legislature. Number three. Steven Spielberg said he avoided telling his own story for decades, but when he hit 74 years old, he figured he better get around to it. His autobiographical film, The Fablemans, was named Best Movie Drama at last night's Golden Globes Award. Abbott Elementary was the big winner in TV categories. All right. Uh, I haven't watched any Abbott Elementary, but it is, I don't know, it's nice to see a uh, that there's still some network shows that are getting... Some some love and some critical acclaim. I mean, usually when you move to the the comedies and the dramas, right now it is all either streaming or cable service shows. It's it's almost rare now that there's critically acclaimed or like widespread. It's probably critical acclaim because you still have tons of people who watch like 
I don't know what's on now, like NCIS or it used to be Blue Bloods. That would always get like huge numbers. But I don't know what really is the cream of the crop on, on network TV right now. Right? Like once... There were there was kind of a crop of shows that sort of ended, and I know Grey's Anatomy is still on, right? But like, ask me right now to name five current running network shows. I think I'd have a really hard time. Like, do you think you could do that? Is you, that I knew of Abbott Elementary? That probably would have been one of them that, that I brought Big up. Big Bang spinoff, the the Sheldon one. Yeah, where he's a kid. The, the young Sheldon is still on. Okay. Yeah. Right. Since yeah, since Big Bang Theory went away, there's just feels like there's nothing that sort of gets that that mass appeal. Although I know people are still watching them again. Yeah. Like that those CBS shows, those CBS procedurals, still get I think good enough numbers on those. It's just, they're just not on a certain demographics radar. Maybe that's what it is. Well, that might be it. It's just so much easier to go to and see what streaming puts right. out. But even even when they're putting stuff out. Like what you would see on network TV when they come out with a new season and it's a new episode each week. You're seeing streaming do that a lot more. For whatever reason, it's just so much more accessible and easier to do it on stream. But here's the thing is, with network TV, they're putting all of those on their own streaming services. Like, it's no... Like, I've referenced that I watch Yellowstone, but the only difference between Yellowstone and what's on network channels is it's on cable versus versus being on a network channel. And then it's going to the streaming service, and then it might show up you know, the entire library might show up later on a streaming service, but that's there really is no different. And it's not necessarily about streaming versus on TV. It's more of a difference between network and non-network yeah. shows, whether it's cable or streaming exclusively. Not to is, get too in the weeds here right. with this whole thing, but is it just the quality but, is so much different between I, I don't know. What, is it what, that they can is it that they, honestly now? is it that they can be a little looser with censorship? Uh, in terms of language and... Is Dallas still on? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> they rebooted it, uh, though, yeah. didn't they? They yeah. rebooted I it. Don't, I don't think the reboot's on either. <laughs> they rebooted it. They rebooted <laughs> it, and then uh, I forget his name. The, the who guy shot who played, JR again? Well, the guy who played JR like died either yeah. during or right after the, yeah. the reboot. But they rebooted it for a little so, while. So did the reboot die? Yes, it did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Other Kevin Costner won uh, won an award for Yellowstone. Good, so uh, that was good. But he wasn't uh, there. No, he wasn't there. He's probably hopefully taping some new time. Uh, Zendaya for Euphoria. Uh, Julia Garner for Ozark. She's pretty good in that. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. Jeremy Allen for The Bear. Evan Peters for Dahmer. You weirdos! Quit giving Dahmer awards. Ugh. Stop it! Stop watching that weirdos. Got silly. Anyway. That's enough. Number two. Coming off an emotional overtime win against Minnesota. No momentum, though, last night. The Oscars fell to Illinois 76-50. The oh. first half filled with horrendous shooting and equally horrendous officiating. Oh, on, and I will say this, not to be the homer, I mean, it really did go both ways. Caleb and I were there yeah. pretty close to courtside, and it was one of the most weirdly officiated games I've ever seen. They well, they would call a foul on Illinois, and we were telling people around us, that's a bad call, too. That, right. that is also a bad call. But, you know, it's, but as, as part and parcel of that, here's what, what the impact was. Derek Walker gets two fouls early. And, and then had to sit the whole first half. Basically, completely. I mean, he was basically a non-factor in that game. 
And, you know, he had been, he's just coming off a game where he was your best player. His best game, yeah. And and then you got Juwan Gary, he gets hurt, and so you're without him as well. And then add to that that the offense in the half court is is struggling at times against Big Ten teams. When the defense isn't, that offense thrives off the defense. There's you've no got to get stuff about in it. transition. You've got to. Yes, you've got to get stuff in transition. You, you just don't match up. And if you don't have Derek Walker creating points, um, it's hard. It's yeah. tough. It's tough for this team to score. They've got to have the defense to create the offense. They didn't have it last night. Add on to that that Illinois got really hot in the second half with their shooting. Uh, it was a disappointing night. It was definitely a disappointing night with how good this team yeah. has looked. And Nebraska needs to be in a rhythm. And part of being in a rhythm is having the game continue to just let it be played. Not a lot of foul calls, but that five foot four worst official in America wanted to make it about him so much oh in the first gosh. half. Oh my gosh, so bad. Yes. Number one. Which number one? Weather or Hamlin? Uh, oh, did I do two of them? Uh... Well, you had a lot of the stuff on the weather thing. We can do that. We can uh, do the weather one. Okay. Uh, well, the 2022 summary came out, and 2022 in Lincoln, slightly warmer, much drier. The year ended up 0.2, two-tenths of a degree above normal for average, but 9.42 inches below normal wow. precip. Wow. For the snowfall for the year, 5.9 inches, uh, 20.1 inches below normal. 15th driest year for precipitation. Ooh. Second least snowfall year on record since they've been keeping records. Peak wind gust 63, April 12th. Hottest day of the year, 103. Coldest, minus 13. And that was we just already, before Christmas. We already passed that, right? In 2020, <laughs> uh, uh, 2023, didn't we? Or was that before? That was, no, that, that was. No, you're right. That, that was, was before. The, I was now, now, the wind chill was below 30. It was below That's 35 right. below. But the actual right. temperature that morning dropped to 13. It's interesting that the. Um, the, the the above normal temperature was only up 0.2 degrees. I would have guessed that would have been higher just because, like, last year at this time, we were so above normal for so long in the winter, and it was glorious. But we had quite a um, few. We had a cold snap last year that took yeah. us, what, a week and a half? Well, and then I think, yeah, I think spring, and then I think spring kind of never came, remember? Right, yeah. Last year, you were below normal. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't below zero. Right. It just wasn't wasn't nearly nearly as warm as it typically is that year and we didn't have a particularly super hot summer i don't think either so yeah it wasn't bad standing out to me the most though is that lack of precipitation crazy. And the, the yep. snowfall being a full 20 inches below normal yeah yep that's insane and, and i know dr dewey will remind me every time february you know is is the snowiest month on average and you can get a huge chunk of the season snowfall and we're just getting to the halftime point for sort of the snowfall January season 23rd but that halftime but i mean guys i mean we're looking out through we're looking out through into the last week of, of january and there, it doesn't look like there's any significant winter weather uh, so far that's in the forecast. In terms of, and we may get some. What's, what's we, amazing is these huge storms that are hitting the west coast just are not coming through here and bringing the you know right. either dropping to the south or going north. Yes, yeah. So yeah. The, the dome's got to be intact. Well, and even it, it's it's been a weird winter too because even parts of the state, parts of Nebraska, oh, yeah. are way above normal. Uh, when it comes to snowfall, but the north, you know, northern you, tier and the band. I mean, what did I hear? Valentine's already twenty six inches over normal. Yep, it's crazy. All right, that's it and, for and uh, just a quick update on on Demar Hamlin's yeah, toy drive. Go ahead. Uh, he was looking for twenty five hundred when he started it. It uh, after the problem that happened a week ago last night, 
Uh, he's back in Buffalo, by the way. Uh, $8.6 million. Which, and I was like, what are they going to do with that? Because that obviously is, I don't know that they're going to buy $8.6 million of toys for that organization. Yeah, it's going to get expanded across. It's going to get used for a lot of different... a lot of They're going to make it a, just a charitable, charitable fund, like an yes. endowed charitable fund yes. now with this uh, with this whole thing. So that's cool. A lot of money. Um, yes, very cool. Yes, the Giving Back Fund is a, a nonprofit that helps athletes and celebrities manage their charitable giving. They're going to host the Chasing M's Foundation Charitable Fund, and they're going to transfer the donations into that. Also going to start selling shirts. Um, say, did we win? Really? Yeah, because he asked that. Because that was that was his first first yeah, thing he, he yeah. wrote down. Yeah, he wrote that on his. Sheet. I wonder if they're going to try. How soon they'll be able to try and get him out to one of these games? Well, right now he's still being monitored at the hospital. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Like, can you imagine when they bring him on in in in, in Buffalo to uh, one of they're on, they've got right they've got home field at least up to the AFC championship. So. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they'll try and do that here before the season's over. AFC Championship game, they're they're down going into the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. They roll out Demar Hamlin at a neutral site at a neutral in site. Indianapolis in Indy. Yeah. All right, seven fifty six in Memorial Stadium. Oh, do it. Seven fifty six. LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. You're listening. All right, thank you very much, Chris. All right, coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, we got an update here, uh, big news here, it looks like, on uh, what's happening with the airplanes around the uh, nation right now, plus we'll have John Bishop as well. It's 8 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 29 degrees is 808 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. 29 degrees in the capital city. FAA lifting ground stop on flights across the U.S. following that computer outage early Wednesday. Uh, Evidently, they have got things uh, fixed to the point uh, that you can get these flights going again. You had 3,700 flights delayed, 640 canceled. Prior to this, they're still continuing to look into the cause of the initial problem, but they've apparently got the system restored to the point that they are ready to get going again, although that may be easier said than done at this point, given hours of delays uh, that have that have already happened. So anyway, just a, uh, a quick update there. Well, and think about the number of people that if they were traveling for work, and I, I have some people that I, I follow on Twitter that they were caught up in all of it around the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And now for work, they're caught up in it right now. Those workplaces are going to be like, hey, I don't think we should let you travel anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Between those two, uh, if those are the two times you've been trying to travel. This would be a key time, by the way, if you're... Uh it, it it's snowbird season, right? If you it uh, is. like this is for for the people who are fortunate enough to be at a point in their life where they decide to go somewhere warm at part of the winter. I think the normal, I mean, it plans vary for everybody, but I think the dream is always you get through Christmas, you stay through the holidays, uh, Christmas and New Year's in the cold place that you live, 
i.e. Lincoln, Nebraska. And then, uh, you know, early January, you take off and you do January through uh, the end of February, right. maybe uh, in in someplace warm. So my, my grandparents, back when they did it, they don't anymore, um, just don't move as well. I mean, they're both close to 90, don't move as well as they used to. Uh, but what they would do, and there were a couple of years, we would have Thanksgiving weekend, we would do all of our, since our whole family was there, cousins and everybody we would do christmas so we would just call it thanksmas because then like the first week of december they were hitting the road down to phoenix yeah so right. yeah yeah so, so a lot of people so that. they were out before it was even yeah. gonna get probably into the cold probably weather. a lot of people are doing that like you said though are driving though instead of instead of flying but yes i know a lot of people who are who are doing that same thing and uh and and heading down there it is interesting if you're it, it's an interesting question if you're you are able to, let's say, to have a place somewhere other than your current home to to stay okay. for, let's say, to use for uh, six weeks out of a out of a year. Okay. Okay. Do you? But you can only have one. Do you go someplace warm? Is that the primary thing? And you just use it all. You bank it all during the course of the winter, or do you? Go someplace that you can use in the summer. That's like a great summer, a, you know, a, right? A, 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 a more of a that's closer and has a great more of a summer escape. Or do you get say a cabin in Colorado that that you can, which would probably be that yeah. would probably be my set. My number one would be someplace that is going to be warm during this time of year. That'd be my first choice, uh-huh. and then I think number two would be a place somewhere in in Colorado or. You know, I I suppose I haven't spent a lot of time in Wyoming or Montana or any of those places, but but someplace similar to yeah, to Wy- that. Wyoming's super fun. I've been there a couple of times in the summer and the spring. Um, we'll be there in, a, in a, a couple months as well. Also, the the possibility Pacific Northwest. Right. It's just is does that have? I guess like 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 you let let's say you've got this other place and you yeah you can use it you know multiple weeks out of the year. You're not going, you're probably, like, when are you going there for an extended time, exactly? I'm not going to North Dakota. Like, let's say you could work remotely. So let's say you could do everything that that you do remotely, but you could just, you could go do that for a chunk of, a chunk of the year. Is there? It's got to be a cabin outside of Estes, right? That's the, somewhere (laughs) in that area. That's the only other option for me besides going going to an Arizona or to uh you know whatever but i just don't know there's not enough times of year where i would want to do that extensively like i could definitely spend the month of august in colorado 100% i could definitely do that uh i don't know yeah. about all the other times though well and then i'd like, want to do that or maybe uh, break it up some in the spring some but the summer i want to go to colorado am, mostly is there a time? Well, and then like even in the winter, I don't want to go to Myrtle Beach in December, January because the ocean's going to be cold. Yeah, or like most parts cold, of Flo- even most parts of Florida too. Yeah, um, that's if you, like that's why so many people go to Arizona because there really are very there are very few parts of the country that right now this time of year where you're going to feel actual warmth. You probably go to Miami, probably go to parts of Arizona. Yeah, but like you know, we went to. We went to um, Galveston last during spring break last year, and it was, I mean, it was nice, but I wouldn't call it warm beach weather. Our, our spring all. break, my freshman year of, of college, we went to compete 
at uh, at Coastal Carolina. We stayed in Myrtle Beach. At, when we had our week of training, we would we were practicing and we didn't have all of the training facilities. What we would do is we would go down to the beach because it was so cold. We would right. we would use yeah. that as essentially our ice bath. Right, uh, as kind of a replacement for it, it did the job. But I was like, "We're not going to come out here and like hang out on." Yeah, the like beach. if water matters to you, if the actual beach matters to you for this kind of a thing, it's hard to find too many places in the in the U.S. like this time of year. And and maybe some of you know of some, but like for instance, we've gone, we went on a vacation to uh, like Tampa Clearwater Beach area, uh-huh. and you know it was. It was be- it was very nice, but it wasn't like it was this time of year. It was st- even even there, like it was super warm, like like you're talking mid eighties or something. I, I mean, bet, you're still I bet talking to Jacksonville 70s. in July. Okay, I bet that <laughs> right, right, that's humid. You, I mean, that's why Phoenix is. That, but if you do the Phoenix, if you do the Arizona thing, you don't really have the beach thing, right? That's the give and take of of that. Right, one. right, right. Would you? If you're getting six weeks somewhere, are you doing something like, like in Orlando, where you get, where where you get kind of the the vacationy no, spots? Where no, you're you're not. I, no, I'm go- if I get, you're not giving listen, yourself Disney. I'm absolutely not. No, I am going to a secluded. You're not giving yourself universal. If I get six weeks a year to go, basically remote, you know, live a normal. Life, not even necessarily on vacation, but a place where you're buying groceries and you're, you know, you're making dinners there and you're working from, you know, home and you certainly have recreation too. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty clearly one of two choices for me. It is clearly one of two choices for me. It is the warmest, the warmest beach area I can, okay, one of three choices. The warmest beach area I can find during the winter. So I don't know. Miami is that in the United Uh States? Maybe a Hawaii, I guess, if that's in play or Arizona. Okay. Um, but there's so many things that go along with Arizona, but, uh, but, or, or it's in the mountains or it's in, or it's for me, or it would be Colorado. It would be finding the the you right spot it, in Colorado. You make it sound one, so much. That's it. That's the only three I would. I think I would even consider. You make it sound so much like you would be okay with six weeks in the summer in Grand Forks. Like I don't need anything around. I just not I Grand be, Forks. No, give me, give me up on one of those. You know, fi- yeah, like a little fine, a little place in, in outside of Estes, right? Yeah, or or outside of Breckenridge, or outside of you know, pick your place, mm-hmm. pick your place. I that I could. That would be the close second to uh-huh. one of those two warm areas. If you're giving me a place to sort of quasi a second home, right? Yeah. Like if you're our, you know, our our mayor or our governor or one of these very four or or like me and Beatrice, ha ha ha. Yeah. Like if if you ever got to a point to actually have that, where are you putting it? I think it's really I think it's a really interesting question. And I'm wondering if I'm just neglecting any of the options that exist. But so much like in time of you like how much how how versatile is it in terms of time of year number one and this is all fantasy because yeah. most of us can't do this but it is this is the time of year that hey, we the think mega millions is out there guys right the me- <laughs> yes this is something to think of with the mega millions but i am i am really curious like if you're like if, you, if you're like me and you're thinking warm weather in the winter is it is it absolutely as as beachy as you can find or is it absolutely as warm as you can find because i think those are two very different things. I'm thinking mountains. 
I, I'm thinking mountains. So I'm like the the beach stuff is fun. Like, cause I've done the beach stuff. I, but I don't want to do that in the winter. No, the mountains. No, I don't want to. Even if you're a skier, I get that. Like that trip, that as a quick vacation sounds fun. But I don't want to do six weeks in the winter in the mountains. No, I'm thinking six weeks in the summer. Yeah. Like July, we're doing July 15th to the beginning of football season. Let me let me find a, a homestead west of Laramie so I can go up to Snowy. We can just hang out up there, drive through all those mountains. Yeah. That's it's probably maybe we I need. Do. Maybe we need to up our budget here and we need one for every season. Where if you could rotate every got, season now you get now I'm giving you four of them I'm giving you Ooh. I'm giving you a month out of every season All right. to go work remotely right and live in a I mean so how does that change what are you doing with spring and fall All right exactly first uh, chicken rich on the Rickstein recognition talking text line says six weeks of remote working on a lake in north central Minnesota in the summer. I would guess great, great fishing, no heat, and cool, clear water. So summer, probably. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. when we went up to. See, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking with Colorado. Yeah, I don't care about the fishing, um, but I, I, I kind of like that. Was Just it the, hot? The, when? What time did you go to Ballard's? July. Was it? Was it hot at all then? No, humid was, at all. I, we were walking around shorts and hoodies. Like, oh really? It was beautiful. Really? Oh my god! The and then the only reason that we would throw on like jackets and in basically like rain suits because you were going out on the water and it, everything was going to splash into the boat. Yeah. So so like you were just trying to keep yourself dry, but just gorgeous weather the week we were the, up there. The thing is, I don't really want to leave here in the months of April, like May, the good and, April, May, and June. I don't want to, or in September, October, really like September through Christmas. During the football season, the good months, right? <laughs> I want to. I, I definitely want to be here. I still love my city. April through June, uh, yeah. April, April through the Fourth of July, and then, and then uh, Labor Day through Christmas. Yes. Uh, Jim says, given the funds, go really south, Australia. Well, that's true. If we're playing international, that's a yeah, that's a whole different deal. By the way, yeah. it's Australia tonight at the women's basketball game, seven o'clock tip it's you australia can, night at, yeah yeah you can listen yeah. right here on kli maybe jazz and izzy could could point you out a good place to go um ben i think is referencing parks and rec when he says a uh a budget extended stay sweet in gary indiana would be my choice <laughs> you could work from home there or work for, <laughs> work remotely there i'm sure yeah that's true i don't need the four seasons uh, you know what now that i think about it i need i need i need one Six week period in the in the winter and one uh, give me Fourth of July to Fifth of July to middle late August. So yeah, I guess that's a six weeks two six week sessions. Uh-huh. The winter session, six week session, and the summer six week session. And you're coming that's back it. in between that's here it. here to Lincoln. yeah. And then I'm and then I'm back. I'll be I'll do March here. Okay, so I'll do you know today January 10th through February. 28th ish mm-hmm. and then i'll do july 5th or 6th through august 15th right or something like that yeah that's that's the dream that's if, the vacant that's the vacation home dream honestly i would probably to me and it, w- it would also depend on if um 
if Las Vegas were to to get an NBA team. <laughs> well, I see. I, 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 if I'm going to, if how I, this is playing into that? I'm very confused. Well, so the winter portion, the winter session. Yes, I'm between Phoenix and Vegas. How warm is Vegas this time? Is Vegas is cooler than what? Let's see. What's the average high for Las Vegas in January? I'm going to look up the average high. Miami. January. It's, it's currently 39 degrees in Vegas. The average high in Miami in January is 76. Okay. Just to compare some of it's these. It's like all, all 50s and 60s in Vegas this week. Yeah, Las Vegas has an average uh, temperature of 60. That's not warm enough. I'm not... I don't. Plus, I'm good. I don't need all that... I don't need all that tourist stuff. I'm good with 60s, 60s and 70s. But I'm also thinking, like, if you go to Vegas and you're there over the winter, they might host the... Soup, like, you're, you're going to have right. them in the playoffs. Phoenix... You're going to have some really good hockey. In Vegas, you're going to have the Golden right. Knights. Like, there's going to be a lot of stuff to do. I'm thinking, yeah, Southwest is where I'm thinking for the winter session. For the summer session, mountains. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. By the way, Phoenix normal high, 65 in January. What did I say Miami was? Is Miami bit warmer than that on average? Miami is 76. So Miami is warmer than Phoenix, huh? This time yeah. of year. Maybe I'm doing Miami. I get my beaches then, too. I've never been to Miami. Jeremy says, give me a home in the Sand Hills any time of the year, and I'd be good. Okay, good. You enjoy that three feet of snow you guys have already got this winter. Jeez, absolutely not. I mean, it might be Yeah, it'd be nice to visit, but sorry. I'm not doing. My sister lives outside I'm of not, Angel. I'm not doing six months there. They have lost. Or six pa- weeks there. This no. winter, they no have offense. already lost power twice. They've lost water once. Yeah, I mean. This winter alone. Again, no offense. We're promoting Nebraska <laughs> tourism with our summer tour, hopefully of the state of Nebraska. But I'm a hundred percent taking Colorado in the mountains over that. I'm not for my six weeks. I'm not summering in Hemingford. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. You know the other the other slight spot that I would consider. I guess I think it probably it definitely would be Colorado in the mountains. But the other thing I might is some of those areas like around the Great Lakes, maybe. I know somebody mentioned Minnesota, but well, yeah, like, like a, north enough that it doesn't get super hot. But like, well, yeah, because the the other part of it is not just the the how north you are, but because you're so close to those lakes, that, yes, that's controlling a lot of what the temperature yeah. is. That's one that that I agreed with that one. Getting to northern Minnesota just because that Ballard trip was really eye opening to me because I hadn't spent a few days in an area like that. It was nice. Yeah, I guess if you have a cabin and you're kind of, you know, in a nice wooded area, but in a nice town nearby, yeah. that sort of thing, still going to have a hard time beating Colorado. Close still enough. To, gonna, I want to be close enough to the Canadian time. border. I can get some good syrup. <laughs> Anyway, yes, we're we are here. We are. It, this is what we do in January in in Lincoln, Nebraska, especially when when the uh, Mega Millions jackpot is way out. By the way, if you win that, you don't have to worry about having two of them. Okay, you got you got one in every city. Fifty two of them, one week each year. Was, well, with, was, with two billion dollars, I was going to say it's not six week sessions. It's it's one week or one month sessions. It's one week, and you're flying between your fifty two houses, and then you get every you get. <laughs> how about that? How about that? You get a house in every state. You get a house in every state that you get to spend uh, a week in. Every state. Where are you putting your plus, house in every state? Plus DC and Puerto Rico. <laughs> there you go. Do you get one in Guam? 
Well, you got to take away the DC one. Okay. You got to take one away if you want to have a Guam house. I mean, if you've already got one in Maryland, you're close enough to DC. Now, the bad part is after your family's won the lottery and everything, you're making millions, you're like, hey, kids, it's It's it's, Guam week. It's it's Arkansas week. (laughs) Some people would say Nebraska week, but we're not saying. No, we're not doing that. It's North Dakota week. Some that you wouldn't be that excited about. Grand Forks for Christmas. I think Arkansas week would be, that'd be down there. Be down there. A lot of those, the Gulf Coast states in yeah. the summer just sound awful. Yeah. They still got good beaches. Though. Well, if you get to the beaches, yeah. but just the humidity. All right, 827. Thanks for letting us fantasize for a bit. It's Alan <laughs> K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, 837. Welcome back. 29 degrees in the capital city. John Bishop joins us right now. Are you traveling right now, John? Where are you? Good morning. Where, yes, where, where are you at? I am in Cincinnati. Oh, you're in Cincinnati. I am in Cincinnati. And nice. thank God I decided not to go for the skyline chili after watching that game last night. <laughs> Holy moly. I mean, you know, there's there's few things more disgusting than skyline chili. The uh, officiating last night left a little to be desired. Oh, my gosh. By the way, have you ever had skyline chili? No, I have not. I, all these times I've been here, this is probably, what, my seventh, eighth time here. Uh, there's one right down the street from where we're staying. And you know, eventually, you know, it's just like people that come to Nebraska and, you know, hey, you got to do the runs a thing or, yeah. or the Valentino thing or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, but, you know, they keep us well fed on these trips. So sure. I figured I could either pay for something that it might be questionable at best or I could I mean, not pay for stuff that I know is going to be good. I want to. Tr- I, I've seen it on the food shows. I've heard it talked about. I've never tried it. It doesn't. It sounds weird. Um, well, I mean, some people, I think I think what a lot of people get hung up on is the whole thing that it's, you know, on top of spaghetti yeah. and they pile the cheese and the onions on it. I yeah. mean, if you think about it, it's the way they make chili. I mean, this isn't chili like, you know, with the beans in it or, you know, Texas chili. It's a meat sauce is really what it is. Right. I mean, you know, that's that. And so if you get past that, I think I think it's more how the chili tastes. I've heard it's, you know, it's got some cinnamon in it and and maybe some chocolate in it um i make i put chocolate in my chili so i'm not too i'm not well, yeah and didn't we ba- remember way back when when we uh when we did the uh the yes. tailgates there um and jack jack zoner over at yes. uh, john henry yeah he said that was a secret ingredient and i've adopted yes. it since that moment yes and i thought it was really good yeah so he had great i chili. mean I, there's Shout a chance i might i might actually like this stuff but i just haven't i, I haven't tried it yet so okay, it'll happen someday. I, I some I do want to I do want to hear your. I've just seen so much of it, and I hear people just talk about it so negatively. So I am a bit curious. I would I would try it if I was uh, yeah. there at some point if I got the chance. By the way, did you hear uh, hear In and Out Burger moving into uh, moving into the east, moving east of Texas now? I can't believe was it in uh, in Nashville? It's Tennessee. Yeah, they're, they're Nashville, and I think there might be some more opening in in Tennessee. 
Well, the whole point of them moving was, you know, they need to be close to their suppliers, right? I mean, so they actually built like a supplier down in Dallas when they, you know, moved into Texas. I mean, if they can make this happen and and bring it, you know, closer to Nebraska, I'm all for it. I mean, you know, it's to me, it's one of the best fast food burgers out there. Um, but oh, wow! And now, you know, but but I, I'll admit, I'll admit. It, it'll probably lose its appeal if it ever got close enough, similar to, to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, isn't that, like tr- Ch- isn't that so Chick-fil-A. true? Yeah. I love Chick-fil-A, but but now that it's here, it's not like, you know, I might have Chick-fil-A once every two months. Like, does anything that co- that you've been wanting to come, uh, food-wise, to a place near to you ever seem as good once it's actually there? Right. Uh, I, I mean, I that's, don't... That's, yeah, that's the whole point. It's the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, you, you get something that you don't get to try everywhere else. And yeah, and there, so... there's no doubt there's a place. Yeah. Like you go to in and out and I still think in and outs fries are just weird garbage. But but still, like the ex- I was so excited about the experience and, and I probably go again. And the, the same when I was in Texas and with Whataburger, the same used to be with Chick-fil-A when I would go in the south but uh, yeah i don't know that any of them any of them would are would be if they got here be like oh man i gotta go there all the time i I mean now i don't know if it's is it still there is the steak and shake still there on campus i think so i've 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 I've, been there yet and that was one of the restaurants i used to love when we used to travel to the missouri valley you always had steak and shake on your list when we would do this topic together on the show i loved it in valley you know because you'd go to evansville or you'd go to you know Terre Haute or wherever and there's a steak and shake it's like oh i gotta try this This you gotta watch out for those hoshi though what are those in Terre Haute oh okay all right yeah I was gonna say that was your college territory that place that was, that was it, everywhere man. right but yeah the down smell uh, of Terre Haute just east of uh just east of St. Louis and yeah I was that's how I got um introduced to Steak and Shake and then spent all of my money in college on Steak and Shake yeah well, so I've still never been yeah, there. That, that's the other part too. <laughs> I've still it never been cheap. there. I've still never been there. I have do, of the of the like big franchises that aren't in Lincoln, Nebraska, really in the area. I've not done that one. Uh, I now have done Whataburger for the first time in my life last year. Uh, I've done. I've never done White Castle. Okay. Have Neither you done? Have, have you done Freddy's? They have them in Lincoln. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So, like, since I came to Lincoln, yeah, I have yeah. steak and shake is very similar to a Freddy's. Steak oh, okay. and shake yes. is, is much. It's it's superior, but it's it, I would call it similar. Okay. Yeah, it's very similar. But that the only difference is you know because uh, Freddy's uses the custard and steak and shake uh-huh. uses ice cream. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, the 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 food is very similar. The way they cook their burgers and it's you know. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done, weirdly enough, I've done Crystal in Tennessee. Um, oh, my mom grew up in Tennessee, so when we went there, we had to hit Crystal. Those are weird. <laughs> those are, those are definitely weird. Am I forgetting Isn't any? Crystal basically like, um, it's kind of like White, White Castle. Castle. Yeah. White Castle. It's kind of like White Castle, but I've never been. There's always a Crystal within like 30 second walk of a Piggly Wiggly. And then, so. and then the other one, John always mentioned when we, when we would do this, the other one he would mention is Waffle House. And I've still never been to a Waffle House. Yeah, I've, I can't believe really? that. I mean, I have still never been to a gone Waffle House. down to Kansas City, you were never tempted to turn into the one we there went, at the Prairie City exit. So the funny thing is, when we would do that, we would always go to Shoney's in Kansas City. Oh, my if we God. Were looking Shoney's. For, <laughs> you remember Shoney's? Yes. I, like they had a brunch buffet, which was not. 
you know, it wasn't something that you saw very often. And as a kid, that blew my mind. Like I can really have unlimited French toast sticks. I was, I was, I thought Shoney's was the most amazing thing the, ever. The, the, it's, it's weird because, well, buffets, and and I know they're kind of a dying art in the yeah. post COVID world, but buffets really hit that, you know, twelve and under. Oh, yeah. And 70 and over crowd. Yep. Oh, right? yeah. And then in the middle, people in the middle are like, come on. Have you looked at this stuff? This does not look good right. at all. But man, right. the olds and the youngs are just that. That's, that's one way to get the generations. I'll tell to you come together. You the speak- young generation and the old generation is talk about buffet. And you want evidence of that in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it's no longer because it's run its course. But that, uh, that old country buffet that used to be on O Street. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the lines outside that the, place the, at four o'clock. Exactly. Exactly. I miss when I, I miss going to a USA steak buffet and it being an hour away. Oh God, those were we, And didn't we have one of those on Cornusker? Yeah, I think so. There <laughs> was. There. All I know is I, that one I was when I worked for the Game and Parks Commission, we stayed in, in Norfolk once there was a USA steak buffet right across from our hotel, so we'd work like ten hour days and then we would go there and I'd just get like a pile of steaks of like overdone steaks. <laughs> Another yeah. one. And I you know, we, I didn't even care. We used to, you know, we always threatened to do that, you know, Ponderosa bus trip to Des Moines. Yes. Bonanza. Bonanza. Yes. I went down during, because, you know, we were off a couple weeks ago between Christmas and New Year's, and I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole, and there was this video of this couple that just goes from restaurant to restaurant and does reviews, and they claim that they were at at one of the last Ponderosas. And so I started watching it. And I'm like, I'm glad Jack and I didn't take that trip to Des Moines. <laughs> it did not look good at all. <laughs> it did not. Look, the buffet didn't look as grandiose no, as it did in and, 1986. And prices, I mean, the prices, it was just like you remember it. You know, you order at the counter. Get the tray. And you got like, you know, 10 or 11 different um, uh, entree options. Most of them, you know, steak based, maybe some chicken or shrimp or whatever. And then, you know, you got the option of doing the mega buffet right. thing. And the prices were... I mean, it was it was like way over twenty dollars, and, and for for a you know an eight ounce overdone you know sirloin, it was just like oh, yeah, what, this just what exactly what exactly happened with the concept of the buffet? When did the what happened? How is it not as glory? Maybe it is our age. Maybe that's what does it because the the glorious memories I still have the, of the Valentino's buffet when it first opened, or you know you can you can talk about several other Bonanza is one that we've talked about uh-huh. several times and like just the sheer the sizzler when sizzler was in its heyday yep. john oh my yep. gosh i was so excited about going you there know, i the couldn't thing believe about, it. at least in lincoln and and i'll give i'll give props to valentino's is i mean sure they they branched out and they did a lot of, you know he had the chicken fingers and the dinosaur shaped nuggets and right. the, kind of the, the weird smiley face stuff. fries but, yes. but like the yeah the heart of valentino you still got the pizza and the pizza was pretty much what you normally would get if you'd order just the pizza, you know? So at least with Valentino's, you got, you got a, a known quantity of something that you know what it was going to be. Right. And so if you didn't want it, and, and then, you know, the, the difference was like the salad bar and all the different other options. So the, I always thought the Val's buffet still was, was, was something that, you know, could, could survive. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do think there's what an happened element. to us. Yeah, I just I just think there's an element and I and COVID obviously had something to do with it. 
Um, not uh, not all, but had something to do. With yeah, it. but it was on the downturn before that. I it mean, was. like you know, you, was. there was no well. Exa- I mean, just case in point, Old Country Buffet, Sizzler, Bonanza, and Val's Buffet were both were all you know. I want to say you know, in a period from like probably. 2005 to 2015 all kind of met their demise here locally, right? I guess it, it probably it was economy, you know, um, it was probably, you know, less because obviously the advantage of the buffet is you get all this food and, right. and it's relatively cheap. And I'm guessing maybe meat prices or something, you know, had something I don't to know. Do with it yeah, because, maybe it's on, on the other side. Maybe it's not demand. Maybe it's more of a supply issue compared to those. Yeah. Where, where did you where was the advent of the, the pizza buffet? Well, the, I mean, the, the pizza ranch, in addition, the CCs, obviously the pizza Yeah, that's high. true. Godfather's was a big yeah. one 20 years ago here. Right, um, but when did the Grand Italian Buffet open uh, at 70th and Van? Uh, I want to say that- it was in the not I mean it was in the not early 90s. I want to say probably maybe like 89, 90 in that range. I know it was in its heyday when I lived right across the street from it <laughs> it, was, mean, it was We moved here in 86 and I think I think it wasn't there in 86, but it was there shortly thereafter, would be my guess, yeah. uh, that 70th and Van Dorn one. I um, want to say it was when I was in high school, which would be in the late 80s, because I seem to remember like commercials for yeah. it. Because it was such a, it's because they could, they called it the Grand Italian Buffet, and it was just like, it, it was, it a, sound I like, mean, I, the, uh, the amount of just like young uh, excitement that I can feel my, from my younger years, just thinking about the concept of that and like, oh, there's ice cream on it. Oh, my gosh. Right. And all- I mean, there was a time for, I would say, at least a half dozen, may upwards of 10 years where anyone in our family who had a kid who had a birthday. Yep. That's where you yep. went. Yep. Every time. Jeez. And now I consume, you know. 22,2100 calories a day and I still gain weight. And so I don't I don't know what was the metabol maybe the metabolism is what took over more than anything on these things because I I would say as a teenager on a regular trip there, I wouldn't be surprised if I consumed 5000 calories there. Like oh, it was so it easy. Was, it was ridiculous. It was phenomenal to get done with a uh, a day of a basketball team camp. You just played five games mm-hmm. in the last seven hours, yep. and then you go hit the Valentino's buffet, right? And just load up plate after plate <laughs> yeah, they, after. They saw plate. those athletic teams hit, hit coming ice in, ice cream coming across <laughs> right. there now. Yes. Throw a brownie right. on it. Uh huh. well, I didn't mean to go. Uh, I didn't mean to go all buffet talk here, but it's 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 uh it's just fine. By the way, who you got? Uh, I know you're big. You're always big in uh, in the NFL playoffs. Excited about it. Your team's not there, but in and I don't have a team, but you'll still still be into it. What do we? Uh, are are you? What do you think the chances? What the odds on favorite? You think Bills, Eagles, or Chiefs, Eagles Super Bowl? What do you think the chances well, I, we get I'm, something I'm, other than that? Well, we got we got our own little lunch bet going, and I'm 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 banking on San Francisco and Kansas. City, those are my teams. Oh, a re a rematch from uh, a, rematch a few years back, from a couple years ago, three right. years ago. That would be kind of the last Super Bowl before COVID. Okay, let me ask you this one then: What's the most interesting potential Super Bowl? You almost have to have the Bills there, right? I mean, so much. Oh yeah, with the for Bills. the story and the, the story, and also that they've never they all their losses over the years. I mean, yeah, you yeah, combine yeah. all of those things. And and yeah, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a fan of our age, I mean, the Bills became synonymous with failure because they won lost four in a row. But yeah, the story with Demar Hamlin and all of that. Obviously, the Bills are there. I you know how about Bill? How about probably the most interesting story would be Bills Cowboys. I was, I was going to say the Scott Norwood game, right? 
Wasn't no, that, that, that was Giants. Giants? That was Giants. Right. Bills yeah, Cowboys. Well, Leon Lett, Don Beebe is Bills Cowboys. Leon Lett, Don Beebe. Yes, that's yeah, that yes. was Bills Cowboys. That's yes. right. <laughs> two years in a row, right? Those two teams yeah, played? It was. Yeah, it was two years in a row. The last two Bills losses were to Dallas. But. That's probably your most interesting Super Bowl. I think you're right. It is that or is Tom Brady being part of the Super Bowl? Oh, Tom Brady. We already did five year old Tom. We already Brady. did Brady Mahomes, okay? Well, so. okay, think of this. Here's the thing we haven't checked off on the bingo card. Is Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl on a losing team? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because yeah, his team has a losing now, it wouldn't have a losing record overall if they got there, but I mean the Bucks have a losing record. So that's about the only thing he hasn't done. Here would you look, by the way, at the the stats for playoff wins by quarterback? No. So Tom Brady has thirty five. Okay. He has more than most NFL franchises have playoff wins. The next nearest quarterback with playoff wins is Joe Montana, Montana with 16. Jeez, less than half. Yeah. Like, uh, Stupid. Oh, like, I, hear- I, want, I want the potential Nebraska quarterback bowl for the Super Bowl. Which is? I want Joe Burrow. Brock Purdy. <laughs> One could have come to play at Nebraska. Right, the other's the, brother did. That's good. That'd be all right. That'd that's be, actually not. And a bad you got one. Zach Taylor coaching one of them. <laughs> yeah. And Zach Taylor would be coaching as, as well. I, I, here's the other. Here's the other possible interesting thing, John. And I don't know that it's going to happen, but um, I haven't had the uh, the privilege of watching uh, my Viking fans friends enjoy a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I and which yeah, would be I was going to mention that. Yeah, it, but like, how about a Vikings Chiefs? That or Vi- oh. or Vikings Bills, one would finally get a win. They both yeah. zero and four. Like I've always wanted to see what a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl would do. We've missed it. We've had a chance at it several times. Like kind of what the local reaction would be. The Vikings Chiefs is very similar to that, which would be fascinating. Yeah, we got a lot of Viking fan friends in right. our f- friend group, and, yep. and I would I would be openly rooting for them um, because well, they are they have been. I mean. As much as you like to go on and on about how Nebraska ball fan is tortured, okay, it's worse right. for Nebraska Viking ball fan. fan. Viking fan's been at it. You for watched very the long. game last night. It's worse for Nebraska ball fans. Oh, now nah, here we go again. It was worse. That was terrible. I was there. I was there. I John. It was so bad. Caleb was there with me. We sat. We went to the game. We sat together. I was yelling at the refs for bad calls that benefited Nebraska. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, that tweet of yours shocked me. That that, that I, you you openly admitted that this was so poorly officiated, even. Nebraska Nebraska I haven't. Games. I have not seen a string of weird, inconsistent, bad officiating like that going both ways in basketball for a long time. Yeah, it was crazy. Was I being was I being hyperbolic? No, 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 you you were accurate, and even the people around us, we were telling them we we're just like, hey, that was a that was a bad call, and it goes against Nebraska. Thirty seconds later, that's also a bad call, and that's kind of against Illinois. Oh, it, was, it was brutal. Still a bad call. Well, it does. It, it so gets brutal. to the point, and it was so ridiculous in the first what four minutes when there was more fouls than points. Yes. It was just like <laughs> you just want to watch a game that flows. Right. You just don't want to see stop, stop. And of stop. course, John, like half of them are offensive. Of course. Oh so, yeah. Nothing. Refs- there's there's no one call in any sport that officials love to make more than the offensive player control foul because they get to do the the aggressive, you know, little dance step and then they thrust out Dirk and I had this jar. conversation Monday. You change you make it a less fun uh symbol to do, a less fun uh act to do afterward for the ref, you cut those things down at least 25%. Yep. You always suggest I, just touch your pinkies together. Yep, I right? want the I want it to be touching your pinkies together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but then somehow they'll make that aggressive, and then they'll, be, they'll still be, oh, look at that. 
All right, good buffet talk, good basketball talk, good football talk. Uh, safe travels, John, and we will uh, catch up with you again next week, all right? All right, we'll see you guys. Here you go, John Bishop, 1620 Zone on the road, calling Creighton basketball. Hopefully Creighton will win and keep Nebraska's resume a little <laughs> bit stronger. So, uh, 56 wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. I'm having fun this week. Last week it was uh, last week it was the tax or yesterday I should say it was the uh, tax code and following the rules of the tax uh-huh. code. Today it was vacation homes and buffets. Uh, we had uh, nudie statues earlier in the week. <laughs> we had that too. So uh, all over the place, and uh, we'll see what's next tomorrow on the show. We do know this: we're going to give away tickets for Nebraska ball versus Ohio State. Hopefully, getting back on track at home next week. We're putting a parking pass with that too, so be listening Good. for your chance to win with. Ticket Thursday, Grow Lincoln team, uh, the return of Greg Sharp. We haven't talked to him. Lots happened with Nebraska football since we last yes. talked to him. So look forward to getting him back on the show Thursday as well. So that's all coming up. And then don't forget, request line Friday. Uh, whatever you want this week, general, no specific theme. So text those into the Rickstein Recognition text line 402-479-1400. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln.